This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, September 3rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Broad environmental and labor bills advance. Bill to fix Friat Kern Canal held. And new tariffs in China-U.S. trade war. Committees advanced Trump insurance bill and others to final votes. While votes were decided ahead of time, the two appropriate committees ran through a head-spinning number of measures on Friday. This took place in the assembly as a group of anti-vaxxers chanted loudly throughout the hearing. It was an unprecedented move to shut down a vote on Senator Pan's controversial vaccine bill. The legislature has until the end of the week to amend bills and until September 13 to pass them. Assembly Bill 5 on independent contractors passed committee with new amendments. Assembly Member Lorena Gonzalez added exemptions for fishermen and others for the proposed water classification standards. Yet she cemented in provisions that would put trucking firms that hire owner-operators out of business, according to Debbie Ferrari, who represents truckers. Ferrari added that it disregards agriculture, levee repairs, and fire cleanup. The specific amendments will be unveiled later this week as the bill goes to print. Uber and Lyft did not receive exemptions either, but the two tech companies vowed last week to invest $90 million into a 2020 ballot initiative that would propose exemptions. In a Labor Day tweet, Gonzalez, herself a former labor organizer, said, Taxpayers subsidize multi-billion dollar corporations so they can pay workers poverty wages. Supporting the bill are U.S. Senators and presidential candidates Camilla Harris and Elizabeth Warren, according to Cal Matters. On that note, ahead of the AB5 vote, the UC Berkeley Labor Center published a study last week implicating independent truckers for holding back California's climate goals. The paper said the group has the lowest compliance rate for clean truck standards at 61%. SB1, the Trump insurance bill, passed committee with several amendments. Senator Tony Adkins offered some flexibility in her bill when it comes to the biological opinions that dictate flows from the Federal Water Project. Atkins would also allow for future updates to the California Endangered Species Act in relation to listings and takings. Other charges were related to potential updates for drinking water and air quality standards. The California Water Alliance, a nonpartisan group advocating for farmers, immediately objected to the passage. Chairman William Bordeaux said in a statement, Our environmental laws and regulations should be defined by current sound science, not petty politics. The bill, allocating $400 million toward fixing the Friant-Kern Canal, was held in committee. SB 559 will return next year as a two-year bill. California Citrus Mutual noted that the bill faced an uphill battle due to its high price tag. The Citrus Trade Group added, There is a greater chance of success in next year's budget now that a strong foundation of support has been created. Casting the final legislative votes, the Assembly also passed several bills on the floor Friday. AB 417 would create a California Rural Development Agency and a CDFA economist to report on impacts from the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. AB 450 adds technical updates to last year's Apiary Protection Act, and ACR 22 marks August as Valley Fever Awareness Month. 
new tariff volley and the China-U.S. trade war. The U.S. hit China with new tariffs on Sunday. China returned fire with higher tariffs on U.S. goods, including a wide range of farm goods. But President Donald Trump was upbeat, claiming a September negotiating round is still going to happen. We are talking to China, Trump told reporters Sunday. The meeting is still on, as you know, in September. That hasn't changed. They haven't changed, and we haven't. We'll see what happens. Meanwhile, Trump said farmers who are losing Chinese customers are doing well thanks to the two trade assistance packages worth a combined $28 billion that include direct payments, commodity purchases, and foreign marketing funds. I'm making the farmers more than whole, Trump said. The farmers are doing better than if China, frankly, were buying. On that note, NPR's Planet Money podcast offers an explainer on how China once offered to buy U.S. rice but never followed through. It finally did last month, however, beginning with California's Calros variety. Income up, but debt continues to increase for farmers. The farm income forecast released by the USDA's Economic Research Service on Friday was a classic case of good news tempered by some ominous signs. Farm profits are expected to rise $4 billion to $88 billion, a 4.8% increase. But when adjusted for inflation, the numbers are more modest, an increase of $2.5 billion to $86.5 billion, which is a 2.9% bump. Most of that increase is due to direct government payments of $19.5 billion, including about $13 billion in trade mitigation payments. And without insurance indemnities of about $6 billion, farm income would be at about $62 billion less than half of its 2013 peak of $136.5 billion. ERS also highlighted the increase in Chapter 12 bankruptcies, which it said have been trending upward since 2016. The American Farm Bureau Federation has reported that Chapter 12 filings have gone from 467 from July 17 through June 2018 to 514 over the next year. Maui County Panel to Look at Settlement of Wastewater Case A Maui County Council committee will discuss a possible settlement of its Clean Water Act case before the Supreme Court at a meeting today. The closely watched litigation scheduled for November arguments involves a treatment plant of the island that discharges wastewater into injection wells where then travels through groundwater to the Pacific Ocean. Agriculture interests are concerned that if, as the Ninth Circuit Court ruled, indirect discharges are covered by permit requirements, then ag facilities' use of lagoons, bases, and pits could be targeted. It appears unlikely that a settlement, which could involve the county's reuse of wastewater, could be worked out before the Supreme Court hears the case. The attorney for environmental groups that sued the county told the Maui News he was suspicious of Mayor Michael Victrino's offer. Glyphosate comments due today. Today is the deadline for interested parties to submit comments on EPA's proposed interim registration of glyphosate, the active ingredient, and Roundup. So far, the agency has received over 300,000 comments, but only about 7,000 are posted online, where the usual fault lines are on display. Ag groups are supporting continued registration of the herbicide, arguing that it is vital to continued no-till and low-tillage efforts that lead to better soil conservation. Environmental groups are seeking to have its registration canceled, contending that there's enough evidence to show it causes cancer. 
The agency expects to have an interim decision by next spring. Here's today's She Said It. While there are things that I don't agree with our president on, this is something that will help the California economy, specifically in the area of ag production. That Kathleen Galgiotti, a Democrat of Stockton, expressing her support for Senate Joint Resolution 12, which encourages the passage of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Agreement. The measure passed the Senate floor last week. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, September 3rd. Brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.